0: While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professional licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions.
1: Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind the scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. This is Heather.
2: Hi, this is also Dre. <laughs> I like to throw Dre off. This is also I'm Dre. like, she's, she's Dre Heather. and I'm also <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Like,
1: I'm kind of part of Heather, and I'm also Dre in my off hours. And together (laughs) we... Oh, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was going to make another joke at your expense.
0: And together they are Drether.
1: Oh! Oh. Leave it to our spokesperson. Round of applause. Am I done? Yeah, yeah, you're done. That's all we needed is your voice. Life is short by the lips.
0: All right, see you later.
1: Life is short by the lips, and it is trademarked. Thank you to our guest... Special guest today. Special you want guest. Want to introduce him? I well, get too for Clamped and too,
2: like. I know. Well, we, we just love him so Flexed. much. We are joined by Casey Jones. Casey William, effing Jones.
1: how <laughs> he introduced himself to us earlier.
2: Casey is our attorney.
1: He's our attorney, and he's. Why do you think he's our attorney? Because he's the best possible attorney available.
2: Yes. And because he's a total beauty labber through and through. I thought she was
1: going to say he's a total babe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Him. And he's a babe. We, we love him. We surround ourselves with beautiful people <laughs> inside and out. But Casey uh, never loses. You never lose, do you,
2: Never lose. Yeah. Never lost. And he's never wrong.
1: Never wrong and he never loses? Sign me up. Yep.
0: And I'm the best. Yep. <laughs> but he is
1: under, like, a pretty high retainer with us, so he's not accepting new clients at the time. Unfortunately, for all those girls that are trying to come up with some legal issue, last minute legal issue. I know. We and see right through it, ladies. Yeah, and the only pro bono work he does is for me. Of course, I define pro bono in a completely different way than the legal profession does because I still pay for all of his services, but I would consider them pro bono, if you know what I mean. Case?
0: <laughs> if, you're, if you're saying I do great work, Yes. Oh, yes. I'm best. saying that.
2: I'm saying you do great work. <laughs> the best work. No bones about it. <laughs> so Casey is not only our attorney, but also a beauty labber. Beauty labber. And one of our very best friends. Everyone we work with becomes one of our very best <laughs> friends. <laughs> it's weird. It's just
1: weird. And we're also so effusive about everyone. I feel like we have to like hold back by, it. like, about how much we like Casey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because otherwise, every single guest comes on the show, and we're just like, we love them so much. (laughs) They're our best friend. We're obsessed with
0: them. This this time, you mean it, though,
1: right? Yeah. Well, we mean it every time. We've never. We've only invited people on here that we like absolutely are fascinated with, or love, and adore, and appreciate, and want to spend an hour with. You know. Truly.
0: Well, I'm happy to be here.
1: And this this is pro bono, P.S. <laughs>
0: no, you're on the clock. You, <laughs> like our, you
1: are not billing us for this, Casey. Bill us. Bill us whatever you want. Casey, you're worth it. You're worth it. So what are we going to talk about today, you guys? Well, I, I've i been ruminating on this topic that we discussed the other day, which was music, the music of our lives. And like we've been kind of exchanging songs one with another. That's one of our bonds is we yeah. love music and we love music. I love the law behind the music. And Casey, that's what his specialty is, is copyright, trademark, patent law, wouldn't you say?
0: Also diet pill lawsuits, car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might have seen my Any
1: Yes, any uh, a spinal injury will net you about $1 million if you can get them to fuse your spine. So yes. <laughs> no, Casey is an intellectual property attorney.
2: Yeah. But we're not really going to talk about lawyery things, Right. We're talking about the music. Law is the foundation of our country, of our Constitution. What else are we talking about? Listen. We're not going to talk about law. Well, the reason this came up was because the other day uh, or the other night, Casey was at the Bush and Live concert. Mm. Shout out out to the 90s. um, And Casey Marco Polo'd us pretty much like probably like 10 or 11 songs Mm. from the concert. And I loved it because I remembered every single word. Gavin, you're a babe. And I remember all your music. And we got talking about, like, soundtracks of our lives, right? Like, that's why you loved it, Case, right?
0: Yeah, very nostalgic. I haven't listened to Bush or Live very much in the last, what, 15, 20 years since high school. Same. But... Same. <laughs> Heather's
2: like, I, I never like... listened in the I first never life. listened to Bush or Live. I mean,
1: I could recognize songs, but I, that is not mm-hmm. that was not my grind at all.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah this, every song just, yeah, I knew almost every song and definitely took him back to high school, and Gavin crushed it. He was uh, running around with <laughs> the crowd, is awesome.
1: Yeah. What was he wearing?
0: Uh, it's funny, they usually said he takes off his shirt, but it was so cold, Continue. <laughs> it was so cold at the Asana <laughs> Amphitheater that he kept his shirt on.
2: Too bad. But, Such a shame.
0: Nothing, but like,
2: what kind of shirt? Like, was just like a black V-neck or like? You know, it
0: was like a long sleeve white, t- white thermal. and black them underneath there. I just but. always
1: wonder like, I wear rock band t shirts, so what do rock bands
2: wear? I think that they sometimes do they wear, wear t shirts with my face. <laughs> Does that ever keep you up at night?
1: <laughs> I do mean, they
2: wear their Beauty Lab blazer t shirts, definitely. They go on the that's States? definitely what they're wearing, but no, but real like in real life, we did talk about how like you there was a disconnect for you there, Heather, because you were like, Yeah, like. I didn't really feel anything, and but I felt all the feels from that mm. concert that I didn't go to, but I experienced secondhand through Marco Polo, and we got talking about the soundtracks of our lives, Yeah, right? So the title of this podcast is The Playlist, My Life.
1: My Life is a playlist, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because KC actually has on his phone a playlist entitled what? My Life. And we are going <clears> to <throat> get into it tonight. Yes. So what's... I mean let's pull it up. Grab yeah. your phone. What's on what's on the mind? I life? haven't named mine, like my life, but I've called it I think I've called it all the feels. So I'll pull mine up too. So I have an all the feels. So like certain songs that are just like have that there's well, there's two factors I think with songs that we recognize from our youth and from our just even currently. Like the soundtrack of our lives, I think there's a Pavlovian response, which is like mm-hmm. we hear it and we it immediately like ignites an emotion or, you know, one of our senses just is a light, right? Because we, it's just that response, an automatic response. But then there's another, like, I think deeper, more emotional component, which I would call the Proustian effect, which is, you know, the remembrance of things past. Like it's not a smell or the taste of a Madeline, but it's this, you know, the connection with the song and you hear that song, you hear the intro, you hear the part of it and you are absolutely transported to the time and place where that song, as I would say, pricked your heart, right? Yes,
0: yeah. totally. Yeah, for me, I put I put songs on this playlist that take me back to a certain point in my life, that bring back a certain memory.
1: And are the memories all good? Are some of them painful? Um, are they all... S-
0: some of them are painful. Uh, I have to deal with tough times in my life that I've gone through. Um, so you yeah, think, both, like, a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the songs that have the most depth to me, of course, come from a dark place, like mm-hmm. during sad times or like... Times when music was, like, the only balm, you know, to soothe your soul. But then there's the other songs that, um, for me, mark, like, a transition, like, kind of an awareness or becoming woke, you know. And then there's other songs that are just good times. Totally. Just plain old, good old times.
2: Yeah. But I think that the... only the good (laughs) (laughs) guy. I think, for me, the, the theme is, like, songs that have transformed. Like, things that have made me change or remind me of times that I've changed through so
1: do you remember the first time that you got into music like the first
2: like album Mm -hmm. I mean we're using
1: terms that a lot of our (laughs) listeners might be unfamiliar with like cassette tape (laughs) cd mixtape but this is kind of like that's the fabric of our musical history so like I remember the first like cassette tape I got
2: yeah oh me too
1: okay so let's go around how about you case you remember
0: My first cassette tape? No, I don't remember my first cassette tape. Do
1: you remember the first music you wanted to buy?
0: I remember my first CD.
1: Casey, you're our same age.
0: I I know. I'm like,
1: like, you're not that much younger
0: than us. Push our
1: walkers to the side and try to come back to our era.
0: There's a couple Billy Joel cassette tapes. Um, Gosh, I can't remember.
1: You saying Billy Joel cassette tapes just made me realize the first cassette tapes that I looked at and read and listened to and loved were even... To my making my own like dis- decisions for myself, it was in the, on a road trip with my parents, and it was my parents were so cool. When I think about it,
2: yeah, they introduced me to Willie Nelson, Simon and Garfunkel, mm-hmm. Kenny don't, Rogers. Don't you think that like the the music that our parents listen to though is like such a huge factor in the my life playlist? I do, I do have
0: one of those songs on here.
2: Okay, like so, what is it?
0: Okay, it's Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Uh, not that song. <laughs>
2: We've we licensed. can, song. <laughs> you, you are... know what? Come
1: after us. We have a great yeah. attorney. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, I see why he wanted to do this talk oh. <laughs> We're getting hit with all these copyright violations. Casey, we're facing seven
0: million dollars. Yeah, making some work for myself here. You make me feel like a natural woman.
1: Wow.
0: That's a loaded. Point. I
1: love that. First... I know. Just throw it on the table It's
0: and... one of those songs that my mom always plays. So
2: what would now... be what would be the song for you or songs that oh, like there's... are your parents like that are like
1: you know, the like one that... Directly that, influenced by that. Okay, directly influenced is I remember being moved by uh, Paul Simon mm. and Slip Sliding Away. And I could I could weep right now to the lyrics to Slip Sliding Away. Like, over my life, it's, of course, like, taken on different meaning. But, like, as a little girl, young, yeah. young, young, like, young. I remember Monchichi Doll and the Paul Simon... Uh, Album we were wearing like the black mock turtleneck.
2: I know, I love, love it.
1: <laughs> and I remembered that. I remember, and I didn't understand like that it made my parents cool or hip or anything. It yeah. was just, it was just what you guys
2: listened to. We're yeah, in
1: Tabernacle Choir, Paul Simon, Kenny <laughs> Rogers, Willie Nelson. You know, and that was the soundtrack. And I remember road trips. You know, yeah, on the road again, and I knew every word, and I didn't know it was even cool.
2: And it is so cool. It's
1: so cool. Later in life, I went to a Willie Nelson concert by myself. I wore leather I pants. I did not know that. And a, a t-shirt that I bought in New York, Heather. and I was married, but my husband wasn't into it. And I lived in Huntington Beach, so I drove to LA and I saw him at the Wiltern, and it was amazing. I mean, you can go I to a Willie Nelson that. concert alone, as, and as hot as I was, can you imagine? So, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have
0: any of those songs on your playlist? Of course, nice. all of
1: them. So, but na- you make me feel like a natural woman. Uh, is a great one because I remember the Big Chill soundtrack. My oh parents yeah, too, my love parents love right. the Big
2: Chill too. My parents did ain't too, too
1: proud to beg. Oh, sweet darling, so good. Please don't leave me. Let yeah. me go. Okay. So so good. Big Chill.
0: Jeremiah was the bullfrog. <laughs> bull That's my brother's da, name was da. Jeremy. So
1: oh it's... really? I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a great soundtrack. I've never actually even seen the movie. Have you guys? Nope.
0: Okay. I, I think it was art. We should Let's watch it. Let's go see it. it.
2: Yes. Let's watch it together. Yeah, good <laughs> idea. Awesome.
0: I think these are times when we were too young, to, at least for me, it was too young to have my own CD or cassette tape because I was probably between, I don't know, three and and ten. And it's a big gasp! He's like
1: three and eighteen. I don't remember much of those years, what with the booze
0: and all. <laughs> but at least like those kind of the, songs my, the songs that my the songs my parents listened to take me back to that time in my childhood. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, same, same. totally. I same. Anymore. I mean, I I could barely read, you know, and I remember like seeing those songs and like mm-hmm. loving them.
2: I know. I know. I love that. So what's your first song? His is, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, which could put us off on a tangent, but we're going to leave it there. (laughs) So like my parents' songs, okay, so my mom was all Beatles and my dad was all Beach Boys, so it's two songs. Got it. So for my mom, I would always think In My Life by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And same, like when you said like it's come to mean so many different things, like same with that song for yeah, me. Like, it, like it reminds me of my mom and my dad and being a kid. But also, the words are so good and so beautiful. And Paul McCartney is a genius. Yeah. Um, and then my dad, it would be, um, I mean, Surfing USA. We mm-hmm. lived in California. My dad was like a blonde surfer, athletic. Yeah, yeah, athlete, and and he was a beach boy. And it was actually so fun because a few years ago we went. My dad and I went and saw the Beach Boys play. And it was like, you know, I'm not a super emotional person, but that was like one of those memories that I was like, oh, I'm so glad I get to see the Beach Boys Uh with my dad, who's my original Beach Boy and who raised me on that music. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. Yeah.
0: I I remember that song too growing up. I'm in California. I grew up in California as well. I remember this vivid memory. I was probably seven or eight just riding down the hill by my house on my little scooter. Singing surfing in the USA. Tell, yeah, tell the teacher I'm surfing. I've never seen surfing that? USA. The wind a- a- blowing a- through a- a- my hair. A- a- I was probably yes, yeah. six or seven or eight.
1: I know. It's Isn't that cool? I know. I know. It's amazing. We can all have an experience with like the same song at different places, different areas, different yeah. phases of our life.
2: I know. I and
0: I know. in that situation, it wasn't our CD or, or cassette tape or album. It was our parents. Oh yeah. I think we so after. So
2: what was the first thing that you guys sought out? Like, what was the first music that you were like? I'm buying this, or I like it because I like it, not I because asked for it my for parents. Christmas, I remember, and okay. I can't believe my parents didn't buy it for me. Of course, but my brother did.
1: They what was it? Madonna's "Like a Virgin," <gasps> and I was you're young. You're so cool. I was so young, you're so. I knew, cool. I knew even saying the word "virgin" was like risque. Yeah. And so when I got it, there's a video of me like opening it, and just being like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my parents like you know doing the perfunctory like head shake and like my older brother just being complicit you know in the cor- in the corruption I made what it a crew through the wilderness <laughs> somehow i made it through and i like saying the words my parents were just like horrified this like i don't know how old this, 7 or 8 but like you know? your brother is so cool so cool and like just so evolved that he probably you know i don't know Mowed lawns to buy it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually bought my siblings an actual present with actual money when I was growing up. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Like, totally. My parents bought something and I wrapped it, but he sought that out and didn't. He was only four years old. so He was probably twelve or thirteen.
2: Oh my gosh, that's He's crazy! A cool brother,
1: shout out Tyler, in Tyler, Zurich.
2: Case. What about you? What was the first like CD or tape or whatever that you sought Eight out track, if you will? <laughs> you
0: know, I, I can't. I remember having cassette tapes, but I don't remember if they were my brother or sisters or, or whoever. So the first uh, CD I remember getting was for my birthday as well, um, when I was twelve or thirteen. It was Radiohead Creep. Oh, no that's a good way, song. that's awesome. Yeah, I love that song and I just Was that it memory. a single?
2: You bought the single or did you buy so the So it was a birthday
0: present. Okay. And I can't remember if it was the whole CD or the single, but I just remember the getting the C D and yeah, that's my, my being first, excited yeah, about it. Yeah, excited about my first C D
2: Oh my gosh, I love it. And
0: I have that song in my playlist because it takes me back. To yeah. I cannot that into
1: your playlist. What about you? What's your first that you set out?
2: I mean, I'm so embarrassed. It's cool, but it also is very telling. Like yours is like a version. Yours I'm is cool. Radiohead. Mine, mine was. Mine was. <laughs> mama's and the Papa's greatest hits. Oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> oh are you kidding? That's fabulous. I know, but it's, it's like classic. it wasn't current. Okay, listen. Your All I wanted. Picked it for you. No, I pick, that's it was the first one that I chose because I loved it, and I wanted to be Mama Cass. Like what? I wanted to really be. I her voice to me yeah. was like the ultimate goal, and I always wanted to be a singer. And so I remember like going and listening to that cassette in our storage room because I didn't want my parents to hear me, and I would just like belt. It was in the basement. It was like a weird cement room, and I literally would just. <laughs> Is it everyone's basement? I know. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm in the that? storage room. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, the weird cement yeah, room with, with the, like our food storage. Uh, shards of light coming through. Yeah, the yeah, and like goods. like random Christmas presents were hidden down there and stuff, and I would like just belt <laughs> Mama Cass, and I wanted to be her so badly. See, I didn't even know who the mamas and papas were, but I knew the cassette, I knew the
1: songs, and yeah. I loved them. But I didn't know who Mama Cass was. I didn't know that it was a group of men and women. I just thought it was
2: safe because it was mamas and the papas. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So it didn't seem too out there. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah, they're so good. And have you guys seen um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? Not yet. Oh, Mm-mm. you guys. Okay, I'll table that discussion yeah, I then. See it. No, you guys sp- no have to see spoilers. it. You have to see it. Um,
1: in My Life was sung at my wedding. I didn't want to like. <gasps> I didn't want to bring that bring that down. But that's are you serious? Totally, like, yeah, my friend
0: sang it for me. Oh. Let uh, us ruined the song for me.
1: No, it's beautiful. The kidding. song. If I you should. look at the lyrics, it was like how I felt, and it was really, it was really indicative of my marriage, for
2: sure. Yeah, oh,
0: it's a good song. I don't. What's, who sings it? The Beatles. The Beatles. Oh, duh. Paul okay. Okay. Hartney, Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a
2: lot life. of people like
1: Bette Midler's done a cover. Like a lot of people have done other covers mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, you know? that's for sure. A good song. For sure, it's a good song. It's I just know. like, it was just, it was just reminiscent of like when you're, you know, you're giving up all these things. But you're banking on that love being, like, enough to replace everything you're giving up, right, when you enter into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was such a giant leap to go into this marriage and whatever. And I was conscious of what I was giving up, but I was – the narrative was that it was, you know, there's nothing that compares to love. That you loved love. more. Yep. And it wasn't even that – it was just, like, the concept of love, marriage, family. You're going to give up friends, lovers, mm-hmm. adventures, experiences, jobs. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. give all that up because – the promise is so much bigger, and then the promise is <laughs> dashed. No, yeah, that's a great, great song.
0: So good. So that's interesting because it's it's on your your playlist, right? Uh-huh, definitely. And it has to do with your ex.
1: Yeah, my wedding. But that's not
0: why it's on there. And I, I have songs that um, take me back to when I was married at different points, and. I was thinking—is it because it reminds me of my ex, or just that time in my life? And I yeah, think it probably it's probably just a, that time like a, in my life, kind of a good poignancy. or good or good or bad.
1: Yeah, because I, I'm as drawn to the bad parts of my life as I am to the good. You know, mm-hmm. the celebrations as well as mm-hmm. like I remember at BYU, I was in love with my English 311 professor, Stephen Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he was a part-time firefighter. Hey, Stephen,
0: are you listening? It's <laughs> not too late.
1: And he was definitely not into me. But I was so into him that I would like write my papers around like he would like drop a name or like a topic. He said he loved "Cinnamon Girl" by like Neil Young, and so I wrote an entire paper on how it was my favorite song. I'd never <laughs> even heard it before. And, and but that's when a great I hear, like, song. My cinnamon girl, and yeah. I was like, I was not his cinnamon girl. I tried desperately to be. Um, yeah, I was. And, but what I would do is I would go home, and when I, you guys were listening to Bush and Live, I listened to Sean Colvin. I don't know why. The sky is so blue.
2: This is the part of Heather that I, like, this is my favorite musical part of Heather.
1: I'm so in love with you, Stephen Jackson, 311 English (laughs) professor, honors, of course. Um, I still have a folder of the papers I wrote for him. And I remember, like, running my finger along his comments. Like, if he gave me a smiley face. And he was so flirtatious. Like, looking back, I was just like, I wasn't a fool. You know, he was just toying with me like a... Cat, Mm -hmm. You know, he was, and now I look back and I'm like, he was a young, sorry if you're listening, buddy, young, skinny, part-time, recently graduated with no job professor Mm -hmm. that worked. BYU professor. BYU that worked part-time and would have one-on-ones and told me, like, in his office, like, I thought we had a connection. I thought we were happening, you know, based on his comments and the the one-on-ones and all the things. And he was young. And I remember, like, the third or fourth visit where I was, like, quaffed. Perfumed, like
2: teeth brushed,
1: gargled, listerine—you know—it was all going down. And he told me in that uh, one-on-one that he was in love with a girl named Stephanie (gasps) that was in our class, which was highly inappropriate. And the first part in my long history of being a doormat. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and I remember that feeling. Like I can remember the feeling right now.
0: Looking for a wingman or something, someone to set him up with her.
1: He. I don't know. I don't actually don't know. Looking back, because he would say things like, "So if I like just tried to kiss you right now,
0: like what would you do?"
1: You know, he like no, so he told well. totally. He toyed oh my with me. gosh! When I say he toyed with me, he toyed with wow. me. Wow! And so then when he said, you know, I'm really into like, I think he described her as like she's she was like really really thin and like dark dark hair, like opposite of like all of my attributes. And he like sat there and told me after he like you know this is like our fourth tutoring session or whatever. And yeah. And so I would look her up for years to see if they were hooked up. I think they did date roughly, but maybe he was taken in a a California forest fire. I don't know. Isn't it
2: interesting, though, that that song, Cinnamon Girl, can just give you the wave of all of those feelings? Like it takes you there? A hundred percent. And it's not even, Cinnamon Mm -hmm. Girl makes me feel like a lot of shame because that was like
1: a fake. I was faking that I liked that song. Okay. the balm when I would come home and like light a candle... And sit with my Ralph Lauren bedspread you know in my mm-hmm. twin bed in my room and listen to I don't know why by Sean Colvin like over and over and over and for some reason that song even though the lyrics are not even you know applicable it just calmed me down yeah and I could listen to it now and like recite every word and that was that was that period of my life for oh, sure Aww.
2: does that make like you that. guys feel sad for me I wow. no I'm like smiling my heartbreak <laughs> <laughs> I know it's but, but you I love it, it. like
0: end up with a loser
2: yeah. And but like that is the magic of music for sure. Like yeah, it can just take you back to any place. So, what's what's next on your list? Case. Me? Yeah. This is your this is your time.
0: Okay. Um well, I have one of my favorite songs, which of is All Time Push by Matchbox 20. <laughs> it takes me back to my 16th birthday uh, when I, I got my driver's license, um, drove to the mall with my dad. I bought this CD on my birthday, and listened to it in the car, and just listened to that whole whole summer. And it's not the lyrics or anything. It's such a song. weird
2: song. That's the
1: I don't even know it. I, mean, I know Rob, Rob
2: yeah, Rob Thomas. It's yeah, like that. I 20. wanna push you around, but I will.
0: You oh, know that yeah, song? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Of course, of course. Uh, it's like a terrible song, actually. I wanna push you around. I want to push you, you know, down, and it. I will, well, and I will.
0: Figurative, I mean, figuratively, figuratively, not, 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 yes, literally, not literally. Journey. Um, not going to play it, but... So it just takes me back to when I turned 16, and...
1: What was the feeling? Was it freedom? Oh, yeah, it was
0: freedom. So you just got your driver's freedom. license. Yeah. My parents were pretty controlling, and so it was a sense of freedom that I have a car, and... <laughs> <laughs> then I have, a, I have a car and a driver's what kind of license. What are you driving? Oh, so my first car was a Jeep Wagoneer with, we called it, That's we called sick. it, we called it Woody. That is cool. Of well, course Because it had the wood panel on it. That's sick. I love the Jeep It was a Navy. It was a Navy with the wood, with the wood panel, panel. Yeah, on Yeah, I the wish side. I still had it because it's in, oh, it's in style now. Yeah, yeah like it's vintage. vintage. Yeah, vintage. is sweet. My
1: family had a Jeep Wagoneer too. So how about you? Nope. Just a minivan. (laughs) And so you remember driving and the feeling, you would associate that song with the word freedom.
0: Yes, it just, yeah, definitely takes me back to that good time in my life.
2: So what's your song for college?
0: (sighs) I don't know. I don't know if I have one for college. Well, I have probably a lot, but.
1: Would there be an, an arching theme? My theme for college, and don't read too much into this, is lesbian folk singers. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I, mean, I know, it's, yeah. It's no, Dar totally. Williams, it's Brandy Carlisle, it's Indigo Girls, mm-hmm. it's Sean Colvin, she's not a lesbian, nor is Dar Williams, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you sung about women's rights or yep. female empowerment in even the most subtle of ways, you were lesbian. Absolutely. Which was, you know, and I had, I had met my first real live lesbian friends that summer. I had worked at a place and, like, I had become dear, dear friends. They influenced so much of my, like, thoughts. You know, they introduced me to bread dipped in olive oil and salt. I've oh, never had that. Oh, so much culture. Can you imagine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they sang in a band. It was a woman named Martha Bourne. and I've always wondered How where cool. she ended up. And Martha sang in a band called My Sister Jane, and she I was 18, just graduated from high school. She was awesome and we she we she was so funny and she thought I was smart and funny, and that was the first like an adult, you know, that had thought I was smart and funny. Which yeah. threw me because she was, you know, not of my genre, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh. Is that a buzzkill? No.
2: I want to look her up now. Yeah, so do
1: I. She sang a song called, I'm going back, back down to Grantsville, back to the... <laughs> but you still remember. Oh, I, I listened yeah. to all of their music yeah. all of the time. And it was like my sister Jane, and they were sick. They were really, really good. Loved them. Mm.
2: So, Casey, have you figured out what your, like, college <laughs> song would be?
0: So, I, I, did, even I did see a few songs on here from... Um, Probably my first year of college, but then there's a big gap. Okay.
2: Between... What were the, some of the songs so, from your first year of college? So this
0: is there's three songs on here, and so I served an LDS mission, and when I when I got back, I um, my one of my best friends had made a CD for me of some of the songs that I missed while I was gone.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good friend. Yeah, that's and, a good friend.
0: And uh, there's like there's three songs on here, uh, just like a pill by Pink. Compl- complicated, Avril Lavigne, and a thousand miles, Vanessa, Vanessa Carlton. I Casey. love it. Yeah.
1: You like love like women empowerment power ballads. Well. <laughs> you make me feel. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, I did not anticipate any of these no, selections on his no, playlist, which either. is why I'm so glad we did this topic. This I is know. awesome. I know. Just riff a little bit. Tell us a few more on that list. Well... Do you have any um, Kelly Clarkson? I do, I do. Kelly Clarkson?
0: (laughs) No, but Kelly Clarkson's already gone. It was...
1: um, Oh, already gone's a good one.
0: Yeah, that takes me back to a breakup, divorce. Mm.
1: Which which, which
0: divorce? Which one, exactly? The fourth or fifth one? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) The
1: reason I'm connecting with you on that is because when I was served divorce papers the day of, which I did not anticipate... I had a friend that um, called her husband and like found Kelly Clarkson tickets like front or second row. I think we were second row. Uh-huh. LR. I'm not gonna name her out loud because she might not want to be associated with me, but um, she's a good friend and she called me and then we went to Kelly Clarkson and I cried through the whole concert and Kelly Clarkson threw me her pick.
0: Oh.
2: oh. I love that. I don't that.
1: remember if it bounced off my face or if I caught it, but <laughs> like it was scratch, a moment. Like, scratch your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a permanent I scar. I mean, we had
1: connections. Like, I, you couldn't help. I was on the second row. I was, like, every single song. Think about, like, just your whole life imploding and, like, yeah. you listening to her, like, female empowerment songs. Like, I'm already gone. Yeah. And, like, Stronger. Like, all of them. It was really amazing and, like,
0: cool. Right. I think yeah. it helped me get through my divorce. And this is my first divorce. Been divorced twice. Not proud of it. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. But it takes me back and i did i did uh, watch her in concert uh, a few years ago and when that's when that song came on it was like pretty powerful but it just yeah i think it, it spoke to me because it was how i was feeling and that and maybe a few other songs were on my constant playlist at that time in my life
1: mhm no i feel you that's like kind of crazy you guys that our songs are intersecting yeah or am I just projecting that? Like, I'm in like, my I live Kelly Clarkson? Yeah. Like,
2: mm-hmm. Come on. I know. I feel like maybe I should start listening to Kelly Clarkson a little bit more. Kelly's music is actually amazing.
1: When she got to produce her own stuff, yeah. she, it was, it's like pink, you know? She's just she's tapped in. Mm-hmm. But she, there is a big
0: gap between uh, my first couple of years of college, when I when I got back from my mission, and then when I got married during my second year of college. There's a big gap between then and then my divorce. There's like no, no music from those Was your five wife years.
1: into music? Was music her thing? Did you ever go to shows together uh, or share music as like a common interest? I don't
0: think we did. No, so I don't know if I was listening to just older music from high school or, or what. But yeah, there's a, about five year gap here in music. Hmm.
1: Well, do you guys think that having um, similar musical sensibilities is like important?
2: I mean, I, yes and no. Like, I think, so my first husband, he and I connected a lot on, like, musically. We were in a band together. We liked all of the same music. He, but he was my high school boyfriend, too. So, like, we shared a lot of the same music. You know, he introduced me to a lot of music. And so that actually sucked when we got divorced because I Like you, like, I don't think that I would have a lot of music from that time in my life because I couldn't listen to music. Mm -hmm. I listened to so many books Mm -hmm. on tape or on CD because it was too painful. It's a trigger. It was way too painful. So I don't feel like I have a lot of music that, like, got me through my divorce or whatever because it was, it it hurt too badly. Every piece of music reminded me of him. And there wasn't one song or one band that I liked that, that he didn't like, too. And so, though that was, like, a really great place where we connected, it ended up backfiring and was super painful. And I, I do, there have been two phases in my life that I couldn't listen to music, and they are my, m- m- for sure, my most darkest times, you know? Mm-hmm. When I, I, it, I, it physically hurt to listen to music. And so I, the second time that that happened, it was after a breakup, same thing, somebody who I connected with, musically like in an incredible way and I listened to the entire series of um, Harry Potter and I think that's why I love Harry Potter so much because I'm like JK Rowling you got me through the breakup because I couldn't listen to music without absolutely breaking down and dying can you now
1: circle back to those songs Mm -hmm. and like appreciate and love them and not have any like negative shadow
2: I mean or so it's like still richness, it's you know still I mean? negative like... and I still have to pick and choose my times to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But there are certain songs that like take me back to, you know, just the deepest depth of despair, but I appreciate having those feelings. Can you tell you know? us like just one of them? Um Yeah. I mean it's all just Ryan Adams. I knew it was so, be Ryan it's Adams. all Ryan Adams.
1: Yeah, I knew it was gonna be Ryan Adams. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, like the recent events with Ryan Adams, like it's your, the way of the universe, like releasing you from that affection, because your affection has not waned. I don't no, feel like. but
2: I, I actually feel like but it's, it's punishment. I feel like oh. it's punishment. I hate that every. I hate that he did those things. I hate. So for our view- listeners that don't
1: know, Ryan Adams was accused of some sexual inappropriate conduct, nothing yeah. formal, no charges, but he was a little vilified kind of...
2: Yeah. On like, Twitter just taking taking media. advantage of women, telling them that um, if they would write music with him that they, you AKA know, put out. Yeah. Like, and then if they wouldn't sleep with him, then he would like wouldn't produce their music like that. Which kind if of thing.
1: I were a huge Hollywood music producer, I would do the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, bring me all your song ideas. Yeah. If you sleep with me, maybe we'll cut an album. If you don't. <laughs> yeah. And that's like
2: kind of what he did. And I, it, I mean, letting go of Ryan Adams has been hard.
1: Do you think people that loved and, um, had those experiences with Michael Jackson, had that same experience when Neverland came out, you know, like that yes, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you can listen to Michael Jackson with the same pure
2: joy and innocence? It's back. It's I black, I actually black. can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't listen to it. I can listen to the Jackson 5, and I've justified it by saying it was because he he was a child, he was mm-hmm. innocent. Mm-hmm. And but I can't now. And it's it's sad because my 7-year-old loves Michael Jackson. <laughs> like loves. Yeah. And I, and There's a I lot just, of genius there. Yeah, and I but I won't listen to it. But yet, I do, in secret, listen to Ryan still.
1: I know I knew, I knew that you kept that. Yeah.
2: And I, I,
1: I you know what? I honor it because I like things that come from the dark as yeah. much as things. I don't even like dark chocolate, but I like things that come from the dark <laughs> of my soul. Milk chocolate and dark soul. Mm-hmm. How about you, Case? What's one of the songs from your, um, the, what was the first darkest period of your life? Let's just, yeah. Let, let's dive deep. Was it your first divorce?
0: Um, yeah, that was pretty dark. I do have a song that reminds me of my brother who died in a seventeen. He was twenty-three. It's a song that uh, was sung at his funeral. But that wasn't. I mean, that was a, a sad time, not dark though.
1: What was the song?
0: Time to time to say goodbye by Andrea Bocelli. I
1: absolutely oh. know it.
0: Because he uh, he loved I he loved do... Andrea Bocelli and oh. kind of introduced introduced to the family and then Romenza. one of my one of my best friends sang it at his funeral.
1: That's incredible. I mean, this like when you talk about poignant songs and like the soundtrack of our lives, like the song that's sung at our wedding, the song that is sung at our sibling's funeral. I mean, these are the songs that like mm-hmm. mark our path.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, did you? You didn't walk down an aisle. I didn't walk down an aisle. No. Okay. I knelt at an altar. That's right. Have you Romantic. ever walked down an aisle? Romantic.
0: No. I, didn't.
2: Did you walk down and you walked down and yeah, I did with Brady? I did. What song? Um, okay. Did you just do it like a dance? <laughs> <laughs> was it Aerosmith? No. It was crazy? a Ryan Adams song, of course. But the song that we played as soon as, at, like, once we were pronounced man and wife um, was Mr. Big to be with you. Do you guys know that yeah. song? Um but the one who wants, wants to be with, with you. you. And I had forgotten. Mr. Big, Mr. Big, to be with you, I, like why? I don't know, but um, it's because I love that song, and I just in that time of my life, for some reason, that was like one of my favorite songs. But it's kind of reminiscent of your
1: relationship, like just pure, like I want to be with you, like
2: you yeah, know, like, when like there not loaded. It was, a loaded long, with it was a lot like of... well, there was a lot of waiting because like he wanted to be LDS, I didn't. And it was kind of like oh, or is this gonna happen? Yeah. You know. And, but yeah, we chose that song and I had kind of forgotten about it. And then at the Halloween party that we were all at on Friday night, it was on the playlist because it was an 80s party. And like, I heard that and I remembered, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this song for like years and yeah. years. And it like brought me so much joy. it like, was a good playlist at that Halloween party. Yeah, it, it was, was a good. lot of, a lot of throwbacks, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. Anyway, it just made me think of like, oh, I'm glad that. That was one of my wedding songs. So do you remember,
1: like, did you have a soundtrack for your honeymoons? Because I, like, I was a virgin getting married, and my husband was not, because he he wasn't. But (laughs) I was. And I remember asking someone, like, what's, like, super sexy music? And, like, I just wasn't willing to give in to, like, what I knew was sexy, because to me, like, sex was, like, something that I didn't know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it was, like, some other weird thing, like, there had to be specific music for. And they... Cool enough, they told me Chet Baker and Barry White. Of course. <laughs> which is like of course. you know, so we I honestly like now I can't listen to Chet Baker or Chet Baker's just like a trombone jazzist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trombone trumpet. But um and then Barry White is Barry White. <laughs> Everyone knows Barry. Alone. And now that music to me is like anything but sexy. Really, because I yeah. I made it sexy because I was told it was supposed to be sexy and it yeah. wasn't you know it wasn't part of me but that's like somehow like how we can like prostitute songs you know what I mean yeah. like attach them to give them meaning when they're but they don't connect with our souls
2: yeah yeah I don't really have any honeymoon songs do you have I, a honeymoon I song? do
0: yeah it's funny you should mention that it's my my second honeymoon though I don't remember why this I think this song was might have just been popular at the time uh, mirrors by Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, that's I love one, that yeah. song. Like and just, we just we <laughs> just kept it on replay the whole honeymoon. Went to St. Lucia and. Um,
2: and do you have like a good feeling when you listen to that now, or are you
1: bummed? Do you, do you think of sex when you listen to that, like your honeymoon? <sighs> you know what I mean? Or do you think of St. Lucia? What do you think? No, of? that's you a, of
0: song? that's uh, I because I would think that it would might not bring back the best memories, but it does. I it was a great time, And so mm. it, it does. Uh, remake a good feeling yeah yeah I was i mean long story about the the honeymoon and um about that relationship but in that moment it was we were in saint lucia having a great time
2: yeah so what would you guys say is like your song for this phase of your life whenever that started like for me it would probably be like beauty lab like what's the song what's the beauty lab song not the beauty lab song but this era but for this era this part of our lives. So for this era, like
1: divorce, I would call this era like divorce recovery, business building. Uh huh. You know, like for this era.
2: That's a tough question, huh? Well, so
1: much of it is like you and me. I know. it's the dr- know. Other era of rather. Yeah. That's it's kind of like it's kind of like <laughs> Drake started from the bottom. It's we'll like started it from of them. the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> we'll started from the bottom. Now the whole team's.
0: Do you want me to do mine? Yeah. Yeah. So mine. Um, is My Way by Frank Sinatra. And this, Which is
2: interesting because it's an old song. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's, but it's but your, your current c- anthem. No,
0: I think it just came out. You just sang it like two years It just came out two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Wait,
1: is this Frankie Jr.? <laughs> Frank, Frank Sinatra
2: Jr. Yeah, so it's kind of like...
0: So I've been divorced. Well, separate. Divorce, um, let's say, separated over a year. Uh, about a year, year and a half. And... <clears throat> I feel like most of my life I've been living my life for other people um, and doing things uh, out of, like, pressure from society, religion. And I'm done with that, and I want to live my life the way I want to live it. And mm. this this song has meant a lot to me. And been, it meant so much today. I have the tattoo. I did it my way. Love so, yeah, it. So this would be my my song in the last year and a half.
1: Case, do you remember like the moment where you had that epiphany? We had that like where the song connect like pierced your heart. Has it always been there like a background or was it like was there a, a moment?
0: I don't know, there was a specific moment, but there's been there were at least one or two moments or I don't know when it was, but it was definitely in the last year and a half after my separation. Mhm where I heard the song. I might have heard it before, but it never really meant anything to me. But when I heard the words, it just really connected to me. Uh, the, the lyrics. Um,
1: is there a f- certain phrase that sticks <clears throat> out in your mind that you'd like? Yeah,
0: yeah, like what, for what is a man, what has he got? If not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. Hmm. The record I shows I took the blows and did it my way
2: that
1: song is like poignant Mm
2: -hmm. that's that's cool
0: good reminder for me of how I want to live my life and I always come back to it yeah (laughs) I
2: know (laughs) why is life so dark and painful? I know okay well to end on a positive note what is the song that you turn on to like snap out of it to just like be happy and that is gonna like always cheer you up Well, that's
1: hard for me because I love so many different genres of music. Yes. But, like, I can always put on El Diablo by M.G.K. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can always put on um, After All by Dar Williams. Okay. Um, That's a sad song, but it's reminiscent of my divorce and and my whole life story, so I love it. So it connects with me. Anything, like, not anything, but, like, the three songs that everyone knows by the Violent Femmes. Like, yeah. violent femmes for some reason, like, are this. I have this visceral breaking reaction. Breaking Up is
0: Hard to Do, right? That song?
1: By the violent femmes. I'm thinking Blister in the Sun. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Why can't I get just one F? Isn't, <laughs> you know? isn't that, I mean, I'm not <laughs> thinking, like, breaking up is hard I, I to think do. Because like, breaking up that's, is hard to do. Oh, well, oh, well, oh. Well, oh. Tell him more, tell him <laughs> more, Johnny, <laughs> I
0: think that's part of the lyrics of Blister in the Sun.
1: When I'm a walking and I strap my stuff uh, and I'm so strong out. Like, uh, uh. Yeah, I think, honestly, uh, there's so many songs that help me snap out of it, but music in general. I would just Mm -hmm. say music, and just knowing that I can go to music, like a lot of LP's music, because it's so visceral. Yes. LP is a concert that Dre and I went to, um, and she's amazing. So good. Once again, in that genre of just visceral, emotive, female Female power ballads. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Powerhouses, power ballads, like all of it I love. Um, If you were to... If someone asks you to have a song that would be your anthem, or how about a song to play at your funeral,
2: oh gosh. What would you want? That's something to think about. Yeah. I, I might we might have to come back to this next podcast because
1: I don't know that there's And on this podcast songs we would like at our funerals. <laughs> just keeping it upbeat. Let's start with, We'll just like Like, publish it on a Monday morning. Songs (laughs) to be sung at funerals. If there were a song to be sung for me, the one song that I think defines my life and my journey would be After All by Dar Williams.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: And I mean, I just look it up, listen to it. Uh, It's an incredible song, and it is an anthem for my life.
2: I love that. I, I don't know I I need more time to think about mine. How about you, Case?
0: Um, I, have, I have a few, but songs that you're saying make you feel good. Yeah. Bob Marley for sure.
1: Oh, Bob Marley is yeah. always. Oh, you be an forty instant. for me. Red. red, head red, red. red.
0: <laughs> that song takes me back to my um, birthday when I got the Radiohead CD because that song was on the radio. Because it plane. was a, it's a great song. Yeah, it is a so good I love that song. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And like just singing those words. I remember when I was a little kid. I knew I wasn't supposed to sing about wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't even know what red wine was, but it sounded like blood. It Who was are very you? like a virgin and no, red, I, red wine. I've always been pushing the envelope, always been pushing the boundaries. Oh my gosh. What else makes you feel great? You guys. Aww. Being around you guys. We're working on a drether anthem. <laughs> We will be It's gonna be like Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear, like moving right along in search of good times and good f- with good friends. You can't lose. <laughs> I'll be Fozzie, obviously. She'll be Kermit. Yeah. Hi ho, <laughs> the frog here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, If there were a song that to be sung at your funeral, case, what would it? What would? What's one of the top five you would choose from?
0: My way, Frank Sinatra. M- mm-hmm. be, okay. I don't know. Ooh. There's gotta be. Bob Marley song in there. It's um, a big question. It is.
2: I know. It's, it's a question funeral. we
1: pose to all of our listeners. Know. You know what? DM us the songs that you would play at your funeral. Let's just do a
2: podcast about it. That I know. Would be fascinating. And I feel like I want a playlist because we, so you guys should all follow us on Spotify. We're just beauty.lab.laser on Spotify. And we, like, Like, Miranda's playlist. Sick. So good. Miranda's a music aficionado. Yeah. She's got a sick playlist for Um, sure. Jill's playlist, amazing. Like... I love, like, Skin by Brynn has a bunch of playlists. I love to hear Reagan's. And, like, sometimes I'll go back to, like, his old, like, 2017 LBR. And it's so fun. 2017 LBR is
1: 100% like what I wanted LBR to be. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because I would make that playlist.
2: (laughs) I think back on that. I know. It's so crazy. But, like, yeah. So everybody follow us on Spotify. But I want to do a playlist of all the songs that the beauty lovers want. Love. Yeah, what? let's make a
1: beauty labber playlist. Like a collective, crowdsourced beauty labber playlist and like go go low and go high. Go yeah. to your darkest, darkest times and go to your most jubilant, effusive moments of celebration, and let's come up with a killer collaborative
2: playlist that, you know, defines who we are. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. What I love is the three of us all have very different musical tastes and we have some crossover. But also, like I, I now want to like go and listen to all of the songs that you guys talked about because yeah, you, have
1: you ever even heard after all about Dar Williams? And it's like my theme no, song but in it's my like life.
2: your song, yeah, totally. So I'm excited. Okay, well, we
1: don't well, I do have a beauty lab of the week, but do mm-hmm. we have time? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So the, it's not really beauty. It's not really current events. Beauty labber of the week, but I read this news article that had just recently surfaced on New York Post, and it moved me to the point that I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this deserves beauty labber of the year. So it was basically um, Carrie Fisher, who was Princess Leia, uh, and it involves Marsha Cross, who was the prosecuting attorney for the O.J. Simpson trial. And during that trial, which was a very, very intense, long, drawn out, publicized on TV, which can you imagine mm-hmm. waking up every day to do your job on camera for the most riveting, highly publicized, most viewership trial of the century and being, you know, just totally vilified by the press. And it was Marsha Cross, and she had to walk into court and ask the judge to, um, what's it, what would it be called, Case, if you asked the judge to, like... Give
0: you a continuance. Yeah, I think she was a half a day. Con-
1: yeah, it was a continuance. She needed she needed half a day because she had child care issues. She was a single mom with children and she had a child care issue. And instead of like, you know, I would have threatened. I don't know what I would have done. Maybe left my kids in the closet. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm on the most highly publicized, like polarized trial of the century. Yeah. And I'm trying That's to do lot. my job. Yep. As a district attorney. Right. Wasn't that what her title would have been? Uh, yeah, I think so. And she had to go to the judge on camera and say, I need a continuance because I have co- child care issues. That's how she um, worded it. And Carrie Fisher saw that because it was televised. And the next day, Marsha Cross walked into work, and there was this is from her recent uh, memoir. And there was a giant basket of gifts and flowers from Carrie
2: Fisher because she got it. And she felt her pain mm-hmm. and just said in the card, like, I get it. I'm a single mom too. And you just keep doing you and yeah, you're do your supported. best. Yeah. And you're killing it.
1: I can't even imagine um, that amount of pressure.
2: Yeah.
0: And I hope there were some men too that, you know, supported her because in the legal profession, men outnumber the women. So so much, you know, mm-hmm. at least like even in Utah it's probably 90% male, mm-hmm. 10% female. And uh, as a male, I, I feel like I probably don't do enough to support the women in the legal community and I wanna do more.
1: But. You're pretty awesome case. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you're the most evolved man we know, um, which is why we love you. And it was just weird with an adult working woman perspective to look
2: back on that because mm-hmm. I was mean about Marsha Cross too. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and think about how much harder. It, I mean, it's hard now. Think about how it must have been in the nineties. Yeah, you know, we on TV. Yeah, like we've with made no some strides, hair, makeup,
1: glam squad, nothing. Yeah, yeah, just raw, doing my job. Yeah. against you know the most popular sports figure of the century. Yeah,
2: but then to have and, and a Princess perm. Leia send you. Oh. I mean,
1: Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. If you were here.
2: Yeah, that's so awesome. So it's supposed humus beauty
1: lover of the century to Carrie <laughs> Fisher and like to all women out there, like babes empower babes, but let's like put our money where our mouth is and like actually support other women. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you two are amazing being uh female business owners is in the business community. In the business community, it's the same way where men outnumber the women so greatly. You go to the different, uh, events, business events in Salt Lake County, and the women business owners are so outnumbered by the the, the male business owners, and you guys deserve a pat on the back, too, because... Oh,
2: thanks, Casey. Casey That's so nice. We love you so much. We're, we're lucky to be um, in this business, because we get to work with a lot of really amazing women and men. The men that we have supporting us are all-stars. You... Lips by Reagan, Weston, Brady, Brady, you know, the whole Nick, crew. Nick, like Marillo, all yeah. of our guys. We're when, super, super lucky.
1: And when a guy believes in us, and when a guy's patronizing us, like we can tell, we mm-hmm. know the difference because we have a lot of men in our lives that love us, but they patronize us, you know, because they're just like humoring us, basically. Yeah. And The men that like truly believe in us and like support us from like a fundamental foundational position like it's just a different it's a different feeling and we and you i think other women would recognize that too like we feel it you know it um and it's it's just like invaluable for sure that's why we love you so much we love you because you're a genius and you never lose (laughs) we love you because you're the very best yes but the fact that you're an evolved emotive incredible human being is just icing on the cake
2: yep
0: I love you guys too. Thank you.
2: Well, where can everybody find you on on all the things?
0: Well, if you don't see my billboard on on I, on I- fifteen <laughs> <laughs> injured or my, or my my commercials.
2: Yes. How about just on Instagram? Habla espanol. Where can people find you on Instagram? Uh,
0: my account's private, but you can send me a friend request. All right. Casey request du- him. K C W Jones.
2: He told us
1: he recently deleted Bumble, but like maybe if he gets enough friend requests <laughs> on his IG at K C W Jones. Yeah. Is that it? That's correct. KCW Jones. Um, both Dre and I follow him. So, like, you can go to, well, I'm private, too. Are you private? I'm private. But, but private, because we have a lot of fans.
2: But Beauty Lab and Laser follows you, too. Yeah.
1: So. So look yeah. up KCW Jones. Follow him. Send him a DM. Tell him to get back on Bumble and <laughs> go for it, girls. And then your first date, make sure you play a powerful
2: female song, power <laughs> ballad, because it's going to hook him. Yep. It's going to hook right. him. You'll have him for Just life. It's love language. All right, Casey. Well thanks for being on the podcast.
0: It's been my pleasure. It was fun, right? We love you. The
2: lab loves you. Yes. All our listeners, remember the lab
1: loves you, and life is short.
2: By the the list.